0: David Connor good morning
1: good morning good morning
0: and good morning to all you lovely listeners at home and welcome back to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle David
1: What's that smell you thinking again?
0: That's right, that's right. It's another episode. This is a very exciting episode. This is like a collaboration oh, yeah. between the the Think Stinks and the uh, What's That Smell You Thinking Again episodes. It's a bit of both. Very exciting right,
1: times. Right, right,
0: How are you doing, man? How's it been?
1: I'm doing right, kind of. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. Getting through it, you know? Just enjoying the summer, enjoying the view, enjoying the weather, Earth, all that good stuff.
1: Very is well it's it... not technically summer yet it's still it's still true spring.
0: i'm in a summer state of mind i'm not truly like it's not summer right. yet. i'm feeling yeah. it you know
1: yeah no i get you i get you i feel that way too all
0: right i get you i get you uh is is the weather equally summerish out there
1: uh, i i would i would have to agree it is um it's 71 degrees in uh in wisconsin how's how's illinois
0: uh, i don't know the exact temperature but it's nice um
1: 75
0: yeah um so pretty good somewhere enough. yeah it's pretty pretty iconic out you know pretty pretty laid back i would dare even say it is like sun's out buns out weather Uh, absolutely well i don't know that might might be going a little too far i'm I'm not sure but i I don't know (laughs) i'm i'll stand by it but uh today is a pretty special day i'm people probably wondering what exactly this episode is about so we've just hit 25 different Think Stink episodes so we've watched 25 different films together and uh, talked about uh, how uh, how exceedingly mediocre they usually are. Um, <laughs> so we decided to commemorate this 25 mi- mi- movie marker. We'd uh, give out some some arbitrary superlatives to uh, to kind of commemorate a couple of them you know share some memories, have a few laughs and stuff you know kind of reminisce on the 25 films that we've just unburied from the sands of time to talk a little bit more about what exactly made them memorable or the opposite and how they are not memorable. So we've come up with 18 different awards, some like, you know, categories and we'll go through each one and we'll share which film we've, uh, each of us have awarded for this, this category. So you can kind of get a feel for it. I have, I don't know what David, which movies David's picked and he does not know which ones I've picked. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what, uh, what, you know which movies we've selected for these um i tried to be a little a little bit uh like more unique with mine where like it's not the same movie each category i tried to be a little bit more uh kind of a little bit more inclusive i suppose but i can't promise Uh anything um so i'm ready to begin david how are you feeling are you ready to go
1: i'm ready to go that's
0: pretty exciting okay so I think I'll go in the in the order in which I've listed them. I think it's a pretty solid order. Uh, so the first, uh, the first category that we are talking about, the first one is most forgettable film, and of course, Ooh. conversely, the second question is most memorable film. So, right uh, to give you guys a preface, I'm kind of I'm not necessarily trying to say that this movie is like forgettable like in terms of like oh its content isn't all that exciting but i mean like forgettable in the sense that like when you look at when you look back at all the episodes we did i tend to forget this movie was ever even when i watched you know like something that like really just you're never gonna remember this movie and granted we basically that is the theme of this podcast so the most forgettable film is a pretty strong achievement i feel like yeah uh, so david What did you, what what film won the, the David, uh, the honor of David's most forgettable film? What do you think?
1: Ooh, um, I'm going to be honest, this one was tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, There, there, there was a lot of movies that I kind of just forgot we watched. Um, But I, I think, I think there's one that, that stands out that I only remember when I, when I look at the tags on Letterboxd oh yeah, we, uh, we watched that movie, <laughs> um, and and that's and that's got to go to Midnight in Paris. Woo!
0: Congratulations, Midnight um... in Paris. <laughs> I mean, this is very
1: congratulatory, but <laughs> right, right, I mean, the the main reason why I uh, I picked this movie is because it it kind of stands out, and um, in, in comparison to some of the other films that we watched, um, it's it, it's not as so it's as out there as, as say, like, uh, I don't know, Surf's Up or uh, The Tooth Fairy or, or uh, Divergent or Maze Runner, you know? Th- this one's kind of just like, oh, yeah, we uh, we watched it. And and maybe part of it has to do with it was one of the earlier Think Stinks. It may have been, like, the third or fourth one that we right. did.
0: Right,
1: Um And I don't know. There wasn't really anything... But really stood out about it, you know. It, it was kind of just there. Um, so yeah, um, that, that's that's kind of my rationale as to why *The Midnight in Paris* to be the most forgettable film. Connor, what do what do you think?
0: That's a very strong case. Um, I so I flip flopped a little bit. I was very close to having *Darkest Minds* be this one. I was very mm-hmm. close to giving *Darkest Minds* this win, but I realized that *Darkest Minds*. I feel like it was so forgettable that now I remember it, you know? Like it was <laughs> I it was so forgettable that like, oh yeah, the one I always forget is Darkest Minds, you know? So I feel yeah. like that kind of undoes undoes its forgetfulness. But yeah. one that I consistently forget we did, and I don't really know why. Um it's not a very it's not like it's a very shocking uh, it's not a very like blend in worthy film. But I always forget we did and so the winner, uh Smallfoot like
1: oh, i LeBron consistently james. yeah
0: i consistently forget that we did that movie and like it's because i feel like it is just such a generic modern animated movie that like nothing about it stands out like when we think when i think lebron pictures i just think uh i just think train wreck and i just think uh i just think of, uh, just think of, of space, space jam. jam 2 yeah like i don't think of this one which is really funny because like this one's kind of like the the origin of like lebron james acting because yeah. James played himself in in uh, Trainwreck, and he played himself in in Space Jam, but he doesn't play himself in this. So right. like you'd think it would be more memorable, and it's got James Corden singing, which is always a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so like you'd think it would be memorable, but it really isn't. It just really is not. Um, in fact, like the only thing I really truly remember about this is that I actually I don't remember the actor. I think it was Common plays the stone keeper and he has like this rap about how he's so evil or something. That's like all I remember. So, you know what? I got to give this one. I got to give it to Smallfoot cuz I just genuinely just don't remember that movie.
1: <laughs> that is that is very fair. That is very fair. Um, quick question. So, um, I know I know you're not really following the NBA too much, but um Recently, the Lakers just lost. Yeah, they got swept by the Nuggets. Yeah, that's pretty good. They got swept by the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. (laughs) And um, there there was a cryptic message that LeBron left in in his interview, game interview, um, saying that he's he's not quite sure if if he plans on, you know, returning to the NBA next year. So that raises the question. Does that mean there's going to be more LeBron James films in the future?
0: That's a very good question. And I mean, to be fair, I thought I thought the very end of his interview, when he said, I just want to make all the money in the world, show me the money, baby. I thought that was a really cryptic message, too. Right. Right. So, (laughs) yeah, he probably is going to do another movie or two. Um, The real question is, is he going to do a movie where he doesn't he does not play himself? That's the more interesting question to me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but uh yeah no i that's interesting i did not hear about that but yeah i mean i feel like when he retires he's gonna go full-on marketing himself so yeah i'm sure he'll do more movies
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and we'll be there to watch him sadly right
1: <laughs> all right on our next question
0: right so on the, on the opposite side of the coin from most forgettable film we are moving on to most memorable film so this one, as the name implies, I feel like it, oh, we watch a lot of movies that are like instantly forgettable, those movies that like no one remembers. But sometimes there's that movie that does kind of stand out as something that's actually worth thinking about. Even if it's not very good, at least it stands out and you're never going to forget about it. So, uh, David, who do, which film wins the distinction as David's most memorable film of Think Stinks?
1: I think this one's an easy winner, Connor. But... Um, I, th- I think it has to go to Up. I mean, the <laughs> amount of times we. We bring that movie up just like when we're talking to each other, or you know, recording the podcast. Like we'll compare a movie to Surfs Up um, in terms in terms of quality level. Um, while it's not really like one of the better ones, I mean, I I guess it is pr- probably one of the better ones. Um, it, it, it's it's a pretty memorable movie. There's there's um, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, mainly just like how much the main character looks like Owen Wilson, even. That though is honestly,
0: absolutely not holy. a talking point. You are the only human being who thinks that's a
1: talking <laughs> <common> point. <laughs> um, I, I think I think that point solely is is the reason why it's brought up so much, and we simply cannot forget that we did it. Um, also, the fact that we um, covered the sequel to this movie as well uh, just kind of solidifies that. Um, Surf's Up is kind of just on the mind a lot. Uh, that's iconic, you know? Surfing Penguin movie? You know? like That is on.
0: pretty distinctive. Um, you made a pretty good case for that one. Um, though I did not pick that one for my most memorable. Though I do believe that's a very strong choice. Um, for me, I, this one is kind of... I guess I, it's more personal, I suppose. But I've kind of associated with this movie with being memorable because it's like the one movie that doesn't really fit with our theme where we kind of themed it to movies that have been forgotten to time. So in my opinion, the most memorable is because of that reason. And it's Chippendale rescue Rangers. Like I really? feel like, yeah, I feel like that. When we a...
1: ever talk about Chippendale. Well, no, it's,
0: it's not that it's like most talked about, but I mean like it's the one film that I feel like doesn't quite fit this model of movies that kind of got forgotten to time because it's so new. And mm. it's got, like, it's the Disney movie that has, like, 20 majillion other properties in it. Like, that's kind of wild. Like, it had Ugly Sonic in it. And, like, it had other yeah. other properties' characters. So, like, I wouldn't say that... Maybe it's not the most, like, you know, iconic. It's not the one we talked about the most. But I feel like if someone were to come up and be like, what are some Think Stink movies we did? I feel like the first one that I feel like I'd tell people about, because it's, like, the one that, like, most people are likely to know, is probably Chippendale. You know? Um, but, yeah, I get, I'd i say Surf's Up and, like, Maze Runner, I feel like, were pretty good uh, entries. Yeah. Too. They would have been solid. For sure. So All right, on to the next. Yeah, number three. Our next question is the biggest surprise, both good or bad. So, like, obviously we come into these movies with a certain expectation. Like, usually it's that they'll be forgettable and bad. But every once in a while, a movie is either so good or so bad that you you just you're shocked you're like wow like i did not expect that to be the case or at the very least is not what you expected and that was a surprise to you so uh David what would you say was the most surprising film we've watched and is it a positive surprise or a negative surprise
1: sure um I think I think a, a movie that was kind of a a surprise for just how entertaining it was like, i i like it was, it was a movie that you picked, and um, I was kind of pushing it off because, like, I was like, this movie seems kind of boring, you know? Like, I, I, I didn't know if I really wanted to watch it, um, but um, Repo, The Genetic Opera. Mm. <laughs> um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to expect from this uh, movie, but it turned out to be kind of entertaining, um I mean granted it's an opera and like they sing like every single line but I mean once you get past that like it, it's kind of, it's kind of an entertaining movie. It's not the greatest obviously but it it's it's definitely it's definitely entertaining. Um I think you can also put it under the list of like one of the more forgettable movies. Um sure. it's not really talked about and it's kind of just there but I I definitely think it kind of shocked me for you know what it was. Um so yeah, what about you?
0: Right. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, you're, this one's kind of easy for me because it's the only film that, like, I, we went into this and I actually was surprised in a good way. So I definitely want to address it. Uh, and that's Luck. Like, Luck, I'm kind of oh, yeah. surprised I enjoyed Luck. Like, I didn't hate it. I was fully expecting to hate it. Like, genuinely hate it. So the fact that it was not only not hateable, but was mildly pleasant was actually surprising to me. Like, I did definitely give it more credit than it needed in that episode, mainly because I was so surprised, but, like, it's still a fine movie, so I gotta give it props for being surprisingly good. Um, Yeah, so I, it's pretty easy for me. I I kind of determined that one pretty pretty quickly. Um, I was also considering doing Power Rangers for this one because it was so surprisingly bad, but um, I decided I'd just hold it off. <laughs> I'll talk about Power Rangers later, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: So the next category, uh, this one is one I'm very interested to see what you said for, of uh, the biggest waste of time. So obviously, all these movies are pretty pretty monumental waste of time for being so forgettable. Yeah. But like, if something's like especially a big waste of time, I feel like you'll know it. Like a movie that like add, that gave you so little that it feels like it actively stole your time, and like looking back, it annoys you that you watched it because you could use that time to do anything else.
1: Connor Connor yeah I, I think this is an easy one and I think it's a pretty high percentage that we have the same one maybe, and maybe. Um, <laughs> it's it's rock dog <laughs> <laughs> this movie was such a waste of time it was so boring oh my god like granted it was only like an hour and a half long but it felt like it was two and a half hours long like it dragged like sure i mean the main character may have grown on me a little bit but overall like that movie was just ugh. it was, it was so boring it like ugh, like I, I it almost felt like it could have been wasted potential but like it was just just bad like it was just a boring boring movie <laughs> and, and, and it's a waste of my time.
0: I mean a, I, Am I right,
1: Connor? Do we have uh, the same one?
0: I mean, the, the showering sheep was pretty for yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> but actually, no. Uh, it was that was my second choice. The only thing was is that there were a couple other categories that I felt like Rock Dog fit for better. So I was like, maybe I'll hold off. I don't want to give everything to Rock Dog. <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, th- this one annoys me. Like the reason I th- I picked this movie specifically for the waste of time is because like this movie has a lot more to it than just the movie we watched like there are there are quite there are more sequels and i'm like i it's the one that i feel like i've watched the first one and since i'm not planning to watch the second one what was the point of me watching the first one to begin with and that's divergent like divergent <laughs> feels like a big ambition movie where like it has a lot it wanted to do but obviously like it doesn't end up succeeding and like this i'm not gonna watch the sequels because the first one sucks so bad so, like, I I feel like I look back on all the movies we watched, and I feel like I wish I could take the time back that I spent on Divergent, like, and just watch anything else. <laughs> like, it yeah. really bugs me. Uh, Rock Dog definitely deserves it, but, like, there's another category I think it fits for better coming up soon, so I, I save sure. it for that one. Um, but I, I, I gotta give Divergent for being the most monumental waste of time in terms of like how much it implied, like how much stuff there was to still discover that I'm not okay. going to discover because the movie sucks. <laughs> um, bouncing off of that, um, this one, I'm again, another one I'm interested for you to, to, to give me your answer for. Uh, the film you're most likely to rewatch at some point. So like obviously we watch pretty forgettable movies, but I think it's a testament to know if you'd actually go back and watch it again. So is there one that you'd watch again? Which Which movie would that be?
1: Um, I think just for the sake that there's a sequel coming out, I gotta say Twister.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, like, I mean, that movie was low-key kind of enjoyable, and I, and I, and I think that, like, it, it's the number one spot for, for all things stinks. So I, I, I gotta give it to Twister. No competition.
0: I get that. Um, I was, again, very close to giving it to Twister. But I realized that Twister is, like, a pretty... Ultimately is a pretty generic weather movie. Like, weather, yeah, a disaster movie. I will rewatch it. I, I don't doubt that. But,
1: like,
0: <laughs> I feel like if I'm going to rewatch something, I feel like there's got to be some more value to be gained from it. Which... I feel like... This is going to seem out of left field, but hear me out here. I feel like the one film that I feel like re-watching it I'd actually gain something from was Apollo 10 and a half. I feel, like, sure. I feel like because it's Richard Linklater and because like it is kind of a testament to the 60s, I can imagine myself being in like a very nostalgic mood and actively throwing it on, you know? Like, if someone were to ask me, like, hey, are you in the mood for a disaster movie? I'd go, yeah, sure, let's watch Twister. But if someone were to say like, "Hey, do you want to watch a movie that feels like nostalgic?" and I'm like, "Yeah, there's a bunch of nostalgic movies." And they said, "Okay, let's do a and in half." I'd be like, "Okay," you know, like I feel like yeah. I feel like it's a broader it's a broader applicable spectrum, you know. Um, I feel like disaster movies are a little bit more niche in terms of your their appeal versus something that's nostalgic, you know.
1: Sure, I got you.
0: So ultimately, it just barely edged out. Um, but Twister is extremely good choice for that, and I was very close to picking that. Uh, in fact, it was actually Twister was actually my choice for a little bit, and then changed it last second.
1: Got you, got you. No worries. I I think a on half is also a good choice.
0: All right, now and this is another iconic category. This one's the most annoying film. What film? What film pissed you off the most, David? Like which film like actively aggravated you the most?
1: Oh boy, um. You know, Mm -hmm. kind of, there's there's a lot of movies um, that that we covered that kind of, kind of peeved me off, that kind of just, you know, got on my nerves for how stupid it was at, at so many moments. I... I gotta go with R.I.P.D.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: This 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 movie is nothing good about it, and I I know it's gonna come up later. But God, this movie is so bad. Like I I remember when we recorded the episode for this podcast for for this episode, and like I I don't think I said like a single good thing about
0: it. It's a very soulless movie.
1: <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad like i oh oh you know, i'll just keep it at that it, it, <laughs>
0: it, It's
1: at it. <laughs> yes. there, there's so many inconsistencies in this movie it's just like how is there a sequel
0: right that that i have to agree with you though i, I think the sequel has like nothing new do with the original so it's <laughs> probably fair what about you? uh mine is very simple at first i, th- I overcomplicated. it. i'm like maybe it's ripd it, it very well could have been power rangers but there was one key factor that made me determine if which one i should where like where should i should put this or what i should what i should select for this category and that was does one of them have amy schumer in it and uh, the answer is train wreck <laughs> is the most annoying film like like God, very the, the thing was right is that like l- looking at the worst movies we did like the, the most trash that was like aliens in the attic and r.i.pd and power rangers and Trainwreck wreck and Fa- like tooth fairy type like all of these movies had things that were very very annoying in them but i feel like with with train wreck specifically since it's basically written for amy schumer not only is the character main character annoying but the entire movie is centered around it being Amy Schumer and her being annoying. So, like, that is just such the... Just the epitome of frustration. So, like, that was the most frustrating film for me. Like, the most annoying. It had to be that. Like, R.I.P.D. is a very... It's a very strong case for that. Aliens of the Attic, another very strong case. Um, But ultimately, like, the one that aggravated me the most has got to be... It's got to be Trainwreck. Like, in terms of, like, actively giving me a headache. Because it's Amy Schumer. Like it was written for her it was basically her so that's got to be it for me yeah so pretty pretty exciting now we've got an an interesting couple of categories now um these ones i wanted to know so what would be your mount rushmore of like favorite characters we talked about like the four best characters you know like in these movies, if you were to salvage a characters, some characters that were actually fine, what what would be the iconic four?
1: So like just fine characters.
0: Yeah, like your favorite of the characters from our movies, and like a Mount Rushmore type, so four of them.
1: Sure, 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 sure. Um, I mean, I feel like right out of the gate, you gotta gotta go with The Rock. I mean, he he makes his appearance. Multiple times, throughout throughout, um, you know our our, our things episodes.
0: Although he he's but only like, been in one of our movies, he's only in in uh, Tooth Fairy. Is he? Mhm.
1: Okay, never mind. I I take I take him off. Take him off.
0: <laughs> Restart.
1: Restart. Gotta put LeBron James on
0: there. From which movie?
1: Um. Gotta put LeBron James from train wreck on there just lebron <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just straight up lebron i i think i think he's pretty iconic I, I think he deserves to be up there gotta put lebron on there um i feel like there was one other guy that was like i i, I couldn't find him um that like made an appearance like multiple times do you know? Who
0: I mean, I'm talking okay. about? I mean, there are a couple characters. Uh, like Jeff Bridges and Bill Hader showed up a couple times.
1: I think I was thinking about Bill Hader.
0: you got to include Bill Hader from which movie? From Power Rangers or or Trainwreck again?
1: I <laughs> uh, gotta do gotta do Power Rangers. Bill Hader. Um. And then and then I gotta go with Jeff Bridges. And then, um, final one, we gotta go, we gotta go with, um, tough one, tough one, tough one, tough one, um, you know, let's, let's just go with, let's go with, uh, Jamie Foxx.
0: From Stealth. (laughs) Yeah. All right, go crazy. Go stupid, I suppose. Um, I got a little more specific with mine. I was thinking, you know, maybe I'm just going to go with the character. I'm going to go, like, individual for, like, case-by-case basis. Sure. Um, so I think my Mount Rushmore would look like Chicken Joe. Cause, Chicken, you know, Chicken Joe? Joe? I'm thinking Minnow from, uh, from Maze Runner, with the, the really cool guy who runs the mazes. I thought he was pretty cool. I gave him yeah, my seal of approval. I'm thinking the girl from Luck. I think she was pretty solid, pretty solid lead character. And then I gotta give it to Don Cheadle from uh, Hotel for Dogs because I mean he's Don Cheadle. Look at him.
1: Sure, 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 sure. I
0: thought that was a pretty iconic final, uh, like Mount Rushmore of characters.
1: Not not gonna not gonna put in uh the the tiny alien from Aliens in the attic.
0: I got to pass on the tiny alien from Aliens in the attic. Um, <laughs> I will admit, I will admit the the only as spoilers i suppose the uh for the for my upcoming categories i don't actually have aliens in the attic given any awards for th- this today like i've gotten mm-hmm. i don't want to talk about that movie <laughs> like I, I feel like it it's not the most forgettable movie but it's definitely the one with the least amount of anything to talk about so oh, yeah. uh, shout out to aliens in the attic for being just that bad <laughs>
1: just being there
0: right really to be existing and not doing anything good um so conversely what would be the Mount Rushmore of the worst characters that you've had to deal with from any of these movies? Like the ones that you like your least favorite characters that we've ever had to we've ever had to experience within these films?
1: Sure. Um I gotta go with Amy Schumer's character from Trainwreck. Naturally. Uh gotta go with um Gotta go with uh Um uh, Ron Reynolds' character, Nick Walker from R.I.P.D. <laughs> sure. <sighs> Gotta go with um, <clears throat> the, the, the donkey from The Stars.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: The, the, the bird. The, the bird from The Stars. The, <laughs> the dove. The bird yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. From The <laughs> I forgot about The Stars. Another one that I probably should have included more of.
1: Yeah, and then... Uh, finally i gotta i gotta go with um the 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 brother from divergent
0: (laughs) nice um yeah uh that's a valid list very valid um we actually shared one entry Uh, i also agree amy schumer is definitely on the worst of the worst list there um i also included alpha five the stupid robot from power rangers because the fact that the fact that you can make a, a uh, comedic relief character not make any jokes is like an affront to humor so uh you know screw that um then i got to include the tooth fairy you know i feel like his character was kind of an asshole so uh, i gotta include him yeah he was a tool uh and then i gotta uh, on the same kind of the same note as you i gotta include tris from diversion because there's something so annoying about being so perfect that everyone talks about how cool you are. And I every t- I, like I thought about, you know, maybe including a different character, but like then I think of that scene when like she's like getting ready to be shot by firing squad and she's like doesn't that whole that entire yeah. exchange made me realize just how bad that character is. So yeah. Um Divergent girl is our final one on the Mount Rushmore, I believe. So going from that, I got two more interesting categories for you. Uh, The film that would improve the most with the addition of The Rock as a character in the film, or as an actor in the film. David, what do you think? What movie would most improve with The Rock in it?
1: That's that's, a tough one, Connor. It's really tough. I feel like all these movies could really improve. Yes, the answer is all of them. Could really improve from having The Rock star in the movie. But I gotta say... The movie that would improve the most with the rock in it, it has got to be Little Italy. Just oh. imagine The Rock with Hayden Christensen. Oh my god. <laughs> that
0: would, would be pretty be, iconic. You're not even. It would be,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you, could, you could like... You could have the have the the scene in, in Revenge of the Sith. Um when 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 Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting, but just instead of Obi Wan, you would have it be um, the Rock. It would just, it'd just be too and, good. And instead too of lightsabers,
0: good. it's like breadsticks.
1: Right, right. Oh, so good, so that good. That would
0: be pretty good. Also, if if that is the case, he's gotta he's gotta have like a giant Italian mustache, and he's gotta talk in like, a really bad Italian accent.
1: <laughs>
0: That'd be pretty great. Um, that's a, you made a very strong case. Um, but my film that I think would improve the most with The Rock would be R.I.P.D. Now hear me out here. What if Jeff Bridges' character was played by The Rock and, like, he was still, like, a cowboy guy? Like, he's just this giant, ripped cowboy guy with a big, bushy mustache and a giant, giant gallon hat. I think that'd be pretty amazing. Um, I would totally be cool with Ryan Reynolds and The Rock going on funny, uh, you know, ghost adventures if it was the rock playing a giant western cowboy guy i think that would be pretty strong so yeah that'd be, that, that'd be my vote um now similarly which film do you think david would improve the most with nicholas cage in the lineup
1: um you know also a tough one i think i think every movie could improve with Nick Cage starring in it, but I, I think I think there's, there's a there's a clear winner, and it's got to be Surf's Up. Just imagine, oh my God, a yeah. penguin voiced by Nick Cage. It, it would be so iconic. It's also so replacing iconic. Jeff
0: Bridges' role. Like it has to be him. You know, you have to be the you have to be have Big Z.
1: Yeah, he would he would have to be Big Z. It would it it'd just be too good. He'd be so inspirational. Like, ah, oh, oh, masterpiece. Right? That's true,
0: man. That's very valid. Another very strong entry. Um, making me rethink all of mine. <laughs> but no. Um, my film would be actually kinda of similar to yours earlier. I would have Nicolas Cage be in Little Italy. Now, Ooh. the reason I want him in Little Italy is not actually to play any of the, the leads. You know how the two dads were feuding and they were like, you know, they had like the recipes that they that they like were hiding from one another? What mm. if what if the what if Nick Cage was one of those dads? Like, I could totally see him as a disgruntled Italian dad, you know? Like, again, similar to The Rock, where he's doing a giant, stereotypical Italian accent and has, like, a big mustache. I think that would also be very good. Um, And I I can definitely see Nicolas Cage, like, throwing a pizza and then calling it a pizza pie. And that would be pretty funny.
1: That would be pretty good. So shout out
0: to my boy, Nick Cage. If he's making a pizza pie, then I'm all there. I'm there for it. So, we got a couple of awesome categories, again, continuing onwards. Getting a little more serious, I suppose. Uh, David, which film do you think would be most likely to gain a cult following? Because, like, obviously we cover these movies that, like, um, nobody, like, has ever thought about. But occasionally those movies do get resurrected, you know? Like, sometimes people will go back and become, you know, big fans of these movies long after they've become, you know, they've expired, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. which film do you think of the ones we watched is the most likely to have that come back and become a cult classic?
1: I think, honestly, uh, Aliens in the Attic. Really? Uh I- I, I just think like it's so iconic. It it kind of like Free Birds. Like it's not good, but like people just watch it, be, because for nostalgic reasons. Like yeah. it it has it has young um, who's the who's the Austin guy Butler. from? Awesome, yeah, Butler. it has young Austin Butler. It has um, candace from Phineas and Ferb. Right. Um, and it has, like, weird green alien guys, um, that look pretty memorable, I guess. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, I think some of you guys the potential to have a future cult following.
0: Right. That, I, I, so I was debating between two options for this, and one of which I was debating was, was Hotel for Dogs. And it was the same reason you just made, where, like, it's so bad that I can imagine people being nostalgic toward, towards it, towards it. But instead I give it to a movie that I feel like the reason I give it to this is because like, it just screams cult film to me. Like it just, it has like all the cult film requirements and that's repo genetic opera. Like, I feel like if it's not a, if it's not a cult film already, it definitely will become one because like, there are so many like horror nuts out there and everybody's always looking for like some sort of like horror cult film to go explode in popularity. I feel like horror uh-huh. films have, like, the best chance of becoming cult films because, like, people are always looking for a weird one. And it's hard to kind of sell a weird horror movie until you see it yourself. So, like, I could totally imagine Repo being one of those movies that, like, you find at, like, a video store and you share it to all your friends. And you're like, this is so wacky and weird. And then it becomes, like, a cult film because of that. Um, right. So I got to give a shout-out to that one, though. <coughs> it, like, Aliens of the Attic and, and Hotels for Dogs definitely have, like, that... that like crap tier quality that a lot of cult films end up having but uh yeah i gotta give it to that i gotta give it to that repo
1: all right all right
0: so the next two categories another one that kind of pair well together is the least competent and most competent film so we're talking the film that feels the least like an actual movie and the most like an actual movie you know because um, the films that we cover are obviously films, but I'll also take a shot every time I said obviously in this podcast. But um, <laughs> like sometimes the film just does not seem like it's actually a film, like the, the most objectively bad, and the most objectively like fine, you know, the uh, the ones uh-huh. that don't really feel like a movie, they or they do feel like a movie. So uh, which one is the the least competent to you, David?
1: I I. I gotta go with Rock Dog again. I mean, I mean this one was tough. Mm-hmm. It was between Rock Dog and R.I.P.D. Like both are very incompetent films, but you know what? No mid 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 answer. I'm gonna change to R.I.P.D. <laughs> I feel like this movie is is less competent than Rock Dog. Damn. Like go crazy, like ah man, just to be so bad. Like I honestly don't remember much that that happens in this movie, but like I I, I remember I remember the ending being very bad. Correct. Like so, with the rest? Is this just like a like a Men in Black kind of thing? Yeah, it's
0: really much, very much ripping off Men in Black. But it is based on a comic, so like it's not like they're ripping it off originally. But yeah,
1: right, right. Ugh, it's just it's so boring, and it and like it doesn't make sense as the movie goes on. There's so many inconsistencies. As I as I mentioned earlier, like it's it's just such a terrible movie. It's True. so bad.
0: And guess who picked on that a... movie? That was you, David. You picked that
1: movie. I I did. I did pick R.I.P.D.
0: Ugh. got you so all right i actually picked rock dog <laughs> <laughs> you were this close but yeah, yeah i mean r.i.p.d is a very valid choice but rock dog god like you were right when you talked about it before it is like such a non-movie like everything about it is so stereotypical and so like autopilot that there's like no way it couldn't be this for me like it had to be rock dog it's such a it is such a like we needed to make a movie as quickly as possible, so here it is. Like it's such a bad movie. Um yeah, Rock Dog. That not too much more I could say about it. It's that's it for me. Yeah. So and what's the most competent to you, David?
1: The most competent film. I gotta go with Probably Apollo ten and a half. I mean it's Sure. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a I mean, I don't know, it's a well made movie. Like the animation isn't bad. And like it kind of just like tells a fictional story of a you know, a, a kid's dreams of, of going to the moon. I mean, like you I mean you can't really mess up history. Like that's kinda of hard to do. I mean unless like you you really veer off, but like just a rewrite history
0: new <laughs> revisionist film
1: right exactly um but i mean like yeah i think i think it's a pretty competent movie and you know i, I respect richard Linklater as a as a director and and I, I i think i think he made a competent competent film i think that's as far as i can go when it comes to talking about this movie
0: right yeah ted powell's and a half a very good choice um i went with uh I went with Midnight in Paris, and it's kind of funny that we actually swapped. So um, yeah. our, we ha- we had uh, well, we had, actually no, we didn't. Never mind, I take that back. But it's fine. I find it funny that um, kind so, of funny that the, the reasoning I'm about to give for Midnight in Paris is basically the same reason you had yours for The Most Forgettable. Like it's a movie. Like I feel like because it's Woody Allen, and Woody Allen is kind of a pretty established director. Like I I wasn't blown away by anything but i also like recognize it as like an actual movie like it's it's the movie that has like the most like things to cling to if you were a big movie guy you know like it's got good direction it's got a good th- sense of theme and a sense of tone it doesn't seem like it's just stuff happening on screen there's a purpose so like i i gotta give it props for that same and i, I agree with you with the whole like you know you you have respect for link ladder kind of thing like i have no respect for woody allen so, like, I don't respect it, but, like, at the same time, like, it's a movie. It's Midnight in Paris. Like, come on. Like, someone's going to like it, you know? That's kind of the whole reason I included here for Most Competent. Like, someone's going to like it. Um, mm. So, yeah. Now, uh, the next the next category is uh, one that we've talked about many times in the podcast, and that is the most mid of all the films we've watched. Like, what is the most <laughs> middle-of-the-road type of film we watched because most of these movies are middle of the road but which one is the most mid you know which one is that the mid? most
1: middle of the road middle of the road movie mm-hmm. honestly I think the most middle of the road movie has got to be something like fatherhood or something <laughs> like it was the first movie we did and it kind of set the pace for movies going forward so I feel like it's kinda like the bar, you know. it's you know, it's like we don't usually go over the bar. We kinda just like go around the bar, you know? Yeah,
0: you just kinda <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right, right. So I I feel like I feel like fatherhood's a good a good middle ground to kinda base the other movies we've watched around it. Valid.
0: Yeah. Oh that's valid. Um, I went with, uh, I went with the darkest minds because like I mentioned before, it's the one I tend to forget about, but like, I think the reason I forget about it is because it is just such a movie, like, holy crap. It's just a movie. Um, and I also think I, I like to consider it like as um, another reason it is so mid is because I feel like it does kind of embody a couple of things we covered on the show. So, like, it covers the fact that it's one of those movies that, like, no one talks about anymore. It covers the, f- it covers the fact that it's one of those uh, teen, teen post-apocalyptic stories. So it has that one taken care of. And it's got ridiculous characters and insane writing and laughable moments. It's got, like, everything that a that a movie that we'd watch has, yet it is still boring. Like, the fact that you can be both just screams mid to me. Like, that mm-hmm. is quite mid. So, uh, winner goes to Darkest Minds, in my opinion. Um, I gotta give an honorable mention to Little Italy and Stealth though, because those two movies would be mid if it weren't for how much fun bits of them were. Like the the first half of Stealth is pretty great in terms of being like laughably bad, and Little Italy has like bits and pieces that are actually pretty entertaining. So I would that's what kind of sells those ones for me as being not quite mid enough, um, but. In terms of like not having anything too great or too bad, I'd say it's probably Darkest Minds. It's just there. Sure. All right. So we've got four more categories. These are like the final, the final big ones. You know, these are the ones that I feel like are kind of embody the show overall. So the, the the first two we'll address are the the films with the most potential to be good and the least potential to be good, because I feel like with our podcast. Part of, part of what we talk about with These Things Stinks is the idea that, like, they're obscure movies that ultimately failed. Now, we resurrect them to talk about them because, like, we like to go back and see which ones might be decent. But, like, ultimately we can't really change history. Ultimately they were forgotten. So it's interesting to go back and see which films were actually... There was potential there for them to not be so forgotten. Um, and so want I want I to talk a little bit about those so David which film do you feel like had the most potential to be something that was be- better and you know more good than it inevitably ended up being
1: Sure um I think the the film luck had a had a lot of potential to be good um I felt like it was a bit too I mean minor like minor thing but i felt like it was a bit too long mm-hmm. movie like came out to be like I, I feel like it was over 2 hours
0: i think it uh, it was just barely under 2 hours but yeah it was around the 2 hours yeah hour but time. like
1: it, it felt it felt pretty long there are definitely some things they could have cut out um i i wish they i don't know i i actually kind of liked like the shenanigans of like when she was trying to get ready in the morning right. and like everything was just going wrong. I actually find that found found that kind of entertaining. Um, also just like her, her, her can do attitude. Like she doesn't really ever get upset about the fact that she has such bad luck and Shannon just like powers through it. Um, and I thought the whole like world of, uh, the, the land of luck was kind of cool. Just, they kind of flushed it out a bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I wish they just kind of, like, did more of this movie. Like, they had a lot of potential to do more. Um, maybe even could have gotten a sequel out of it. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I mean, I think this movie had a lot of potential to be good. I like the characters. They're entertaining. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no. And then in terms of least potential to be good... So I just like just to clarify, just like a movie that like was bad that has like no way of like Right. Like it's one of those movies that
0: even from concept was never gonna work.
1: Sure. Sure. Um with that, I kinda gotta go with the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a stupid concept. Like I, I don't really know where you could have gone with that that would have made the movie Better Like it's just about a dude Who becomes a tooth fairy Cause he's mean is, is, Yeah is he's, he's a jerk And he's he's gotta like <laughs> you,
0: know, a, a ten, you know atone for his sins
1: Yeah That's kind of stupid That's kind of stupid concept Um I I, I get like The, the one that got to learn his lesson But I don't know it was, uh, There really was no way You could have approached that That really would have made the movie that much better i mean it even had the rock in it like the rock couldn't save this movie that's
0: true that's a pretty that's um, a pretty damning sin
1: yeah yeah so yeah tooth fairy and uh luck
0: very cool um mine i i gotta share so the first one uh, for most potential to be good i gotta say probably surfs up like i mean it, it's a mockumentary about surfing penguins i think that's such a weird idea i'm like you know what that could sell you know Like every, you know, Disney Pixar movie has Disney Pixar Dreamworks always has like a weird ass concept. And a mockumentary about serving penguins is a pretty weird concept. And I think I could imagine a better animation company doing that well. Same thing with Luck. Like Luck is a similar boat. Like I could I could see a a company or a group taking that concept and rolling with it. And I think Surfs Up is one of the better examples of movies you watched on this show, in terms of being able to actually capitalize on it. So it is a bit cheating because, like, the movie actually was pretty solid. But ultimately, like, yeah, I think that one is the best concept. Now, conversely, the film that has the least amount of of potential, in my opinion, is Surf's Up 2. Because (laughs) Surf's Up 2 is no longer, it's barely a mockumentary. And it's just about wrestlers. Like, the instant that you brought in real-life wrestlers to be real-life wrestlers was the damning moment. Like, there's no way Surf's Up 2 is ever, ever going to be good. Like, not even a little. So it was just too much of a cash grab to be anything but terrible. So, you know what? That's got to be it for terms of that. So if it serves up, answer some too. Where my with my options for this? Um, sure. So, yeah. Um, then finally, the final two categories. The best and the worst film we've watched. So we've watched quite a few movies. Most of them bad. But which one, David, was the worst of the worst? And which one was the best of the best in your opinion?
1: And uh, I mean the I mean I feel like this is an easy one. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but Twister has got as it has the gold.
0: It has got the best. Yeah.
1: It, it wins the Oscar for 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 best movie. Which w. is a w. sad yeah. a sad
0: existence when like, Twister is your best friend, but
1: <laughs> Yeah. We still haven't watched anything better. Um it, it's it's the most entertaining movie. Um which which is really all, all all you can ask for when you have a sea of boring bad movies. Um so yeah. Um I, I'm glad we ended up watching it. And it definitely steals the cake for, for, for best, uh, what's that smile you thinking again? Think stink movie. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty obvious what, what, what my least favorite is. And it's RIPD. God, the movie is God awful. It's just, it's boring. It's not entertaining. The acting is terrible. The CGI is terrible. The concept is terrible. It's not a competent film whatsoever. It is just really, really bad. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's valid. Mic drop.
0: Nice, nice. So, uh, I got to also for my hat in the ring. Twister is the best film, hands down. Because it's, it's a pretty awesome movie. So, that one, that one goes without saying. Twister rocks. The worst film. Now, this one was a bit more debatable because I feel like... I have to differentiate my least favorite from, like, the worst, you know? So, I'm talking, like, worst quality. I think I gotta give it to R.I.P.D. That movie sucks. It is so unredeemable. But in terms of movies that I feel like were my least favorite, the one that had, like, the least amount of stuff that I enjoyed, I think I gotta give it to Power Rangers. Like, good God, Power Rangers pisses me off. So I think in terms of movies that I actively disliked the most, I think I got to it to Power Rangers, so that was my decision. It was my final one. My final choice was Power Rangers. Um, that movie is just such a disaster of a film with nothing redeemable in it, and the amount of times it, fla- it flaunts itself as having more, it just makes me like it even less. you know? It is just such a waste of a film, and it pisses me off that it exists. It, it pisses me off that it exists in the state that it does, you know. It's just a rough film. It's rough. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: So, real quickly, before we head out, I want to conclude, I want to point out a couple of films that, a couple of the movies that we barely talked about on this podcast, so, in this episode. So that must mean that these movies are probably worth noting. So shout-outs to Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, Piranha, Frankenfish, and, and The Star, and Stealth for really not being mentioned very much today so congratulations you're very forgettable and you will rest easy (laughs) (laughs) i felt like the need i felt the need to bring those ones up because those i don't think we talked about them at all and mage runner mage runner as well barely got talked about so shout out to them anyways uh that so that was our first 25 movies we're going to keep going, obviously. Uh, Since it's summer now, we might go back to keep going weekly and getting some more think Stinks about uh, keeping them going. But since this was technically a full length there, David, do you got some recommendations you want to drop to the boys and the girls listening? To the crew listening?
1: Certainly, certainly, certainly.
0: Do you want to do Old Way or New Way?
1: let's uh, do Old Way. Do Old Way.
0: All righty. So uh, you pick right. them then, go uh,
1: I, got a, I got a couple movies. Got a couple movies. And, uh, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go album. Sweet. Go movies and album. So, <clears throat> the, the Roonies and I, I guess it's Grant and I, um, have been re-watching the Harry Potter movies. And, why? um, why? Yeah. I don't know. Cause we can
0: Jeez, blatant disregard uh, for watching better movies.
1: I know, I know. So, um, we we kind of skipped the first three. Jesus Christ, what then... the hell?
0: Why did you watch them then? It's we skipped like,
1: the first three. We're gonna watch the Harry Potter series, but we're right. just
0: not gonna watch the first movies.
1: Yeah, we, we 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 skipped the first three. Went right to the fourth one, and um, we're we're about like. Three fourths the way through Order of the Phoenix, and so I, I guess I guess I'm recommending uh, Goblet of Fire. It's uh, it's it's a good movie. I mean, I haven't seen I I haven't seen um, I saw one through five. I've seen half of six, and I've never seen Deathly Hallows. I do not know anything about Deathly Hallows. I don't know anything that happens in it. Um, I'm completely oblivious to it. So, um, from what I can remember, one, two, three are good, but I we're here to recommend um, Goblet of Fire, I guess, as a standalone movie, not relating to uh, any of the prior movies or any of the succession, succession movies. Um, Goblet of Fire is a quality film um i think it does a really good job of um progressing the the storyline um you can tell that this movie is a turning point in the story um at this point um you know Voldemort really you know gets a start in in, in his master plan um I think this might be the first time that you actually get to see Voldemort. Which is kind of cool. Um, spoilers. I don't know. The movie's been out for years. I, I don't. I don't really know. I'm sure. I'm sure you've all read the books or seen the movie at this point. So I'm not really worried about spoilers here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think. I think. Uh, honestly, the CGI of this movie isn't bad. Like, I think. I think it's actually pretty good there's a scene where uh, like Harry Potter is like fighting a a dragon that's like my favorite scene in the entire like movie it's it's so much fun um, it's really iconic too I, I think like there's a dragon at um, at Harry Potter Land in Orlando and, I, and it's from that movie so that's pretty cool it's that iconic um, Harry in this movie uh, He's he's probably at his most annoying that I've seen him, uh, but it's valid. You know he's got a lot in his mind. Uh, I don't know, man. I think
0: you gotta see. You gotta rewatch the first one. I, he was kind of a handful in that first movie, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I probably do. It, it's probably not good to start with four. Yeah, probably uh, not.
0: I don't really know what you were thinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I had I had to ask Grant a lot of questions, trying to catch me up Jesus on on some things.
0: It's the saddest part is they're all on HBO Max, are they not?
1: Like, I know they it's are. It's not they like are. five,
0: six, and seven are on there. It's like, all of them are no. on
1: there. Yeah, all, all they're all on there. We just started with with uh, Goblet of Fire. So yeah, um, I recommend just Goblet of Fire. Do not watch one through three or five through seven. Just the fourth one. <laughs>
0: all right, they was just causing chaos on the podcast today. got most anarchy I know. amongst the streets.
1: <laughs> um. The second movie I am going to recommend is Pain and Gain. Do you watch, uh, you watch
0: Pain and Gain with, with Reed? I do watch Pain and Gain. I did. Uh, I still got to watch that. Book, it seems like a masterpiece.
1: It is. It has The Rock in it, um, which, which makes it so much better. Um, it stars Mark Wahlberg. Ugh, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Mackie, and The Rock. And... It's basic I guess like a good synopsis for this movie is um if the Wolf of Wall Street had bodybuilders instead of businessmen. That's 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 basically the movie. Um it's a lot of fun. It, it's really entertaining. Um just to like see Mark Wahlberg, uh Anthony Mackey and The Rock get into like some like serious shenanigans. Some serious uh, shenanigans. Some serious shenanigans. Um and apparently like it's it's based on a true story. I don't know how much of that I believe, but it's <laughs> it's it, it, it's a pretty entertaining movie. Um I I wouldn't say this is one of the rock's better performances, but I, I think I think he's pretty solid pretty sad in this movie um she takes a more you know religious approach which I think is kind of cool um I'm sorry what? <laughs> like he's like he's a man of God in the
0: movie whoa
1: yeah you don't you don't get to see that too often that's true I don't think I've ever
0: I don't think I don't think I can imagine The Rock as a priest like character
1: yeah yeah Got gotta watch it yourself and see
0: I cannot believe he's on a mission from God it's so crazy
1: he is he is um but yeah Check it out Pain and Gain I don't want to spoil too much um, Cause It's a real ride
0: It would be a pain To gain spoilers About Pain and Gain
1: Yes it would Yes it would And then um, Talking an album I'm gonna go with uh, Soul By uh, Tio. Teo? Teo. T E O. T-O. Teo. Um. This is a this is a lot of fun. This album is
0: a lot of fun. <clears throat> oh, it's um, a, it's a question. <laughs> That's funny. I thought you were saying teo? it like you didn't know the name, but no, it, it's Teo? I think it's probably yeah, te- it It's probably Teo, but yeah. Teo? 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 teo?
1: Is that like is that like uncle in Spanish or something?
0: No, that's T I O.
1: Ah. Uh, anyways, not uncle in Spanish. I think it'd be like. Anyways, uh, enough trying to figure out this guy's name. I think it's short um, for Mateo.
0: I think maybe. I think it's short for Mateo.
1: That's possible. It's possible. Um, anyways, Soul, really really good album. Um, it it has like a. How do I put it? It has like a Latin pop Kind of feel to it um, I typically don't listen to <clears throat> Sorry I'm take a drink of water real quick Sorry no, so, um, no, I typically so don't listen funny. to too much Yeah I know um, I typically don't listen to too much Latin pop But I think this album is really really good um, got a lot of guitar um just, just you know a lot of him like vocalizing singing it, it, it's 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 a vibe it really is um it, it's good to like i know I know where you know everyone's going on summer break, but um if you're still in school, like I'd recommend you know you listen to this while you're doing homework or you know just studying for finals or whatever. Um, it's, it's very relaxing music. Um, some, 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 uh, some bangers on there. Um, a sim, uh, buzzed featuring Willow. Willow! Um, what's on your mind? Um, and do you want, do you want to leave? Um, are, are, are some of my favorite songs off this album. I mean, the, the entire album's a banger. Like you can listen to it over and over again. It's only 33 minutes, so. I'd, I'd highly recommend you know checking it out. Um, I've been meaning to check out this artist a bit more. This is the only album I've listened to from him, but I I've, so far, I mean, I really liked his music. I, I discovered him fairly recently, so yeah,
0: check him nice. out. That is pretty. Epic. How about you? All right, you're not going to even you're not even going to believe this right now. I've got two shows and a movie, and I'm going to do the shows first. Dang. dang right this is a new age for the con man this is pretty crazy so i'll dive into these shows uh i obviously i'm watching movies 24 7 but i've been i've hit a very mid streak of movies recently like a lot of movies have been very mid so i don't have a ton to recommend with movies so i'm gonna stick with the shows so the first show i want to talk about uh i'm really late to this to this party but andor the new disney plus star wars series that came out last year it's not new (laughs) but um andor is the reason i'm bringing it up is because it is an excellent excellent show i feel like people are going to dismiss it because it is a star wars series no do not do that andor is an incredibly well-written series and it transcends anything star wars has done in at least 30 years
1: I mean, does anybody knock Star Wars shows? I mean, Mandalorian.
0: You'd be surprised. Most recent Mandalorian season, people have been knocking, and, and Book of Bo- Boba Fett was kind of a joke, and Obi Wan's very divisive too. I I think people will listen, will hear the term Star Wars show and have a certain image in their mind. Andor is not that. Andor is a very different film. It's very, or a very different show. It's a very, like methodically written and very complicated show. Like there's no, there's like no action in solid. There's like five main action scenes throughout 12 episodes and most of it is a lot of dialogue, a lot of espionage, a lot of a lot of planning, a lot of trickery, and you get to know a lot about how the empire works. It takes you very in-depth in the different methods and systems with with which the empire uses to expand its rule because it was it's takes place in between episodes 3 and 4, so like after the clone wars and before, you know, the before like the Jedi really rose up. So you get to see the Empire kind of expanding their rule, and you get, to, you get to know just how depraved they can get, and how the rebellion kind of began. And it's really, really interesting. The acting is incredible. It's got Stellan Skarsgård, it's got Diego Luna, of course, as, as Andor. Uh, it's, got, it's got a very awesome cameo from uh, Andy Serkis, which is interesting. Um, lots of iconic performances and really great characters. There are a ton of characters that are kind of all interworking amongst each other throughout the series, and it's very interesting seeing them kind of align and seeing when their stories overlap. It's a very, like, complicated show, but there's a lot to grab onto. I highly recommend it because it's not like the traditional Star Wars show. Literally the first thing that happens in the show is Andor visits a brothel and ends up murdering some, uh, some Empire guards at a brothel, and it gets covered up because it was a brothel. Like, that's a point in the, in the show. Like, that's it, not Star Wars content. Like, that's a very more a very grounded approach to that. It's a lot more, a lot darker and a lot more, uh, there's a lot more, like, weight to it than a lot of Star Wars properties have. Not in a bad way, because, like, Star Wars is Star Wars, but this is very different. So, highly recommend it. I know people have been watching it and been hyping it up for ages, but it's a very interesting show, and especially if you're fed up with, like, the traditional Disney formula. It is the opposite of that. So you'll love it. It's great. Um, highly recommend it. Very, very excellent dialogue. Very excellent acting. Really, really great show. Um, so that's awesome. Secondly, uh, I watched all of Clone High, and I've watched a bit of the reboot. So I can give, you, I can give you kind of some in-depth on that. So if you don't know what Clone High is, it's a MTV series. So yeah, like the, the, the music channel MTV uh, they made an animated series in two in two thousand three, where essentially the plot is that a bunch of uh, a bunch of scientists cloned f- historical figures back in the eighties, and now they are teenagers at this point in time, and they're they're all at this like high school for clones, and it's just kind of you getting to see them interact, and I think the big joke with it is that a lot of the characters don't act like they're historical figures at all. In fact, it's actually, you'd be kind of hard-pressed to know which exactly, which characters they're exactly playing, like, which people they're playing. Um, it's just a very, it's a very bizarre show, and because it's, like, an MTV show that came out in the 2000s with, like, no fanfare, it has, like, a very bizarre sense of humor that, like, it's very unique. It's not like a lot of shows. It parodies, like, the, the animation style of, like, Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls, but it's also, like, a show made for, made for adults, so I think that's pretty funny. Um, but it's just a very weird show. It has a very bizarre sense of humor. But it's very quirky and it's very it's very charming. I wouldn't say it's ever too extreme. It's very composed. It's just, it's just a very enjoyable show. Nothing groundbreaking. I wouldn't say the jokes are very like complex or the stories are very intricate or interesting. But it's fun. You know, it's simple. Well, 20 years later, in 2023, they've rebooted it. And it actually dropped a couple of days ago. The, fir- the first two episodes of the new season. And already there's some things that are annoying. Uh, they've completely written out Gandhi as a character, and Gandhi was one of the best characters in that show. He's hilarious. Um, and I guess the, 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 the rationale is that it was offensive, but none of the characters act like they're real people, so I don't understand what's right. offensive about it. Um, and they recast Cleopatra, but that doesn't really matter. Um, but the bigger kind of deal is that the stick of the show um spoilers for how these i kind of have to spoil it because that's the way the show is set up um the ending of season one ends with all the clones getting frozen and 20 years later they are unfrozen and they basically two people from 2003 are brought to 2023 and so it's like a cultural shock thing and there there are new clones that have kind of been going to high school uh you know in the meantime so there's like modern clones and then there's you know the old clones so already, that's a frustrating topic because you know it's going to be a bunch of modern references and sure enough, the first episode is about cancel culture and the second episode is about the internet. Like, come on. Like You know, that's exactly what they would have done and it's that's very annoying, I agree. The, the modern references are pretty obnoxious. That being said, it's very clearly written by the same people. Uh, it's, it's the, the showrunners of the guys who did uh, Lego Movie and Into the Spider-Verse, you know, Chris Lord and uh, I forget the other guy's name. So they're very, very talented people. So <clears throat> the, the writing is still solid. I actually laughed quite a bit in a couple of the episodes. There are some funny bits. Uh, but the modern references are pretty taxing. And getting rid of Gandhi was a big mistake. And the new characters aren't really all that interesting. They, they're admittedly not as painful as I worried they'd be. But they aren't that great either. Um, so it's I'm, I'm on the fence about the reboot. But the original show was really great. So I highly recommend you check that out. It's still out there. It's only thirteen episodes, so it's a pretty easy watch. But I dug it. Um, it's a fun little, like, weird, quirky uh, experiment, um, which is what the show is all about in the first place. So you know, it's not bad. Um, and the reboot's better than I expected. I'll give you a full disclosure. Like, I actually laughed a little bit, but it's not good either. So <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird existence. Um, yeah. Finally, uh, a movie because I haven't actually talked about a movie yet. Um, there's a movie, a Japanese movie that I watched very recently called Tampopo. It's amazing. You've got to watch it. Uh, it's, it's a food movie. There aren't a lot of food movies out there, but this one's a food movie. Essentially, these two truckers find this, uh, this lady who um, who's, has this like little ramen shop in the middle of nowhere, Japan. And they decide, you know what? We're going to make this a bustling ramen shop. We're going to fix your ramen shop. We're going to make it the best you've ever seen. And it's kind of like, it's, it's like the Rocky of ramen. You'd see her kind of train and get her better at ramen. She visits a bunch of different ramen places and learns how what they do and how they do it. And it's so, so charming. Like, there's not a lot of movies out there that can capture f- eating in a way that isn't, like, excessive and gross. But it's great. Like, you get to know what makes ramen so great and, like, the way they cook it. And, honestly, the, the core of the movie itself is about, like, what why people eat it's a weird way it's a weird thing but like you get to see like kind of like bits throughout the movie of different random characters and all of them are tied together with like with food like it's it's these like food is the kind of recurring theme in the movie and like uh you get to see like how different people like what people eat for you know like how they bond and how they connect other people through food you know how they do the opposite and how they separate each other is through the way they eat like it's a very interesting movie. And, like, beyond that, that core story about the ramen shop is great. The characters are really charming and the writing's really fun. And, like, the wholesome moments when they're sitting there, like, exploring the different ramen shops and showing each other how they, uh, showing each other, like, how one runs in a ramen shop and what to keep an eye out for and what makes each one unique is really, really cool. It's a really awesome movie. And I feel like, uh, I wouldn't say it's been overlooked because movie nerds know about it, but, like, I feel like the average viewer doesn't really know much about it, so I definitely recommend if you're feeling uh, if you're feeling a film that uh, will make you hungry. I definitely recommend it because it's really great, um, but definitely don't watch it with like you know your kids because it's not a family movie. There's there's a bit of nudity, um, but it's great. You'll love it. Um, excellent movie. Sure. Yeah, that's all I got for you, um, David. Any final thoughts? about think stink about recommendations or anything like that Do you want to send off to our audience before we head out
1: i don't think so
0: very awesome well thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it thank you for listening hopefully you guys listened to, to uh, a lot of our think stink episodes i know this one doesn't have quite the appeal as most episodes because you know most people aren't following what movies we're watching but i appreciate you guys listening in and joining us if you're interested We will continue doing Think Stinks. We're probably going to go on a weekly basis for now and see how that goes. But we appreciate you guys listening in. Check us out on Instagram, what's that smell underscore you thinking again, for all the podcast updates if we miss an episode or anything like that. Um, And that's about it. Uh, I've been Connor. This has been David. And thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David!
1: What's that smell you thinking again?